welcome to the Kilo Chasers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Dahl, along with my friend, Matt Ware. How we doing today? Doing all right, my friend. We're going to be talking weightlifting as usual. We're going to talk about life, uh, planning, uh, different philosophies in the gym, get a little, get a little uh, technique talk in, and close out with a fairly quick podcast. So listen up. Totally got lost into, into this can, <laughs> and when you pointed at me, I was like, "Oh yeah, hey, my name is." Um, <laughs> oh, that's freaking great! The liquid death, dude. This shit. I'm gonna tell you right now. I was like, I, I heard about it on one of the podcasts I listened to, and like, okay, this guy's it's Bert Kreischer. He's love him. He gets very uh, energetic about things that affect him in ways that he likes. That he does, and. He was like, this is the only way I can drink water. This shit's awesome. I can't even, I can't drink the flat stuff, though. It has to be sparkling. And I also can't sip on it. And Tom's like, well, why? He goes, because it's, it's just like a beer. I just fucking kill it. <laughs> and I, he, he kills the beer, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. he drinks a 12-pack of Tallboy freaking liquid death a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah, like, I was like, water. well, shit, okay. There might be some like credence to this, so... I saw some at the store and bought just the regular non-flavored. And I'm yeah. like, ooh, there's something to this. Yep. <laughs> and then and then I uh, went and priced it out. I was like, it's not that much more expensive than bottled water. Right. Like, really right. isn't for 16-ounce can as opposed to a 16-ounce bottle of water. It's, it's actually cheaper. It's actually cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even know they were flavored. I didn't know they came in flavored. So it's, there's there's the Bury It Alive. There's the Severed Lime. I love I'm the names. Hooked, line, and sinker. I know, right? <laughs> You got and me. The lime is badass. The yeah. the, the yeah. berry is okay. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But the, the lime is the best. And then the they have just the flat and the and the sparkling. But, dude, <laughs> it's... Good it's stuff. The sparkling is on sale for like 11 bucks a case at Whole Foods. Oh. Yeah. So I went in and bought two cases. And the lady looked at me like, is it really that good? I was like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm buying can, two cases of it, and, and it's can not you beer. Not see the name, Liquid Death. <laughs> it's like, badass. So, yeah. Fire training session as usual. Oh, I'm still sweating, dude. It's freaking. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. it doesn't help that it's 75 and PDX, and it oh. feels like it's 80 Love or 90. It. I'll take it all day. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But uh, hit some hit some waves, um, which felt funny stopping at 90. percent Usually, we keep going a little bit higher than that. Yeah, dude. It, it was nice not to feel absolutely crushed and humiliated by by the weight before moving on to clean and jerk (laughs) yeah but uh no great session um went a little longer than usual because we get to talking yes we do um but for once i actually grabbed a notepad and started writing shit down that's kind of the first topic i want to get into is the how do you feel the importance of uh writing down your thoughts you know when i was a kid my mom always told me because i i have these visions of whatever and i love drawing and so i'd wake up in the middle of the night with this shit in my head and she'd just be like well why don't you draw it right instead of just sitting there and pining over it yeah like just draw it and then go back to bed and i was like okay and it worked Mm -hmm. and so um 
it's kind of like lost that in the last, you know, 15 years of being an adult and not really like paying any credence to the, Ooh, that's twice I've used that word. Um, <laughs> uh, anyhow, but, but paying any attention to the, the importance of putting down stuff that you're thinking about, whether it's important or not, and then going back and then being able to reflect on it. Um, yeah. I, and I got to say, there's something about like, for me, there's something about taking a pen, putting it to paper and writing it down. I talk about this a lot um, when I'm, you know, talking to my like my kitchen managers and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like when you come to our meetings, I'm not going to give you a recipe. I want you to write it down because then you remember it. Mm-hmm. There, and so, like when I'm when I'm writing like a recipe out, I I literally keep a stack of three by five cards. Oh, absolutely. And I write it down. And I, with technology these days, people are looking at me like, "What are you doing? Why why don't you just like look that up online or or put it on your phone or something?" And I'm like, "No, it's just not." There is a very nostalgic feeling. It's visceral. Visceral. That's a better word. Yes. I yeah. love it. It, it's, it. it makes so much more of an impact for me. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. I mean, you go back into your grandma's cabinets, you know, what are their recipes exactly. written on? Yep. You know, they might have the the Better Homes Gardens, you know, old plaid looking cookbook or whatever with their own notes in it. But for the, the like the bulk of their recipes are all on three by five cards. Right. That's great. Yeah. And they're all stained and like worn edges and shit. That's how you know it's a good recipe. I know, right? They use it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But getting your ideas down on paper, I mean, it just, you said something today where it's like, it holds us accountable. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it's, if it's important enough for you to take the time to write it down, it's at least important enough to like reflect on at one point. Mm-hmm. Whether it, whether it's you look at it and you're like, oh, well, shit, that was kind of dumb. Let's get rid of that. Or or you're like, ah, maybe I'm not ready for it right now. Yeah, and you know what it reminds me of is back in the day, and I don't, we don't do this as much anymore because it comes in an email form, mm-hmm. but writing down the programming. Oh, dude. Like, that's a whole, that's a whole nother subject. You know. But like, think about what you get out of writing the program mm-hmm. on paper and yep. then taking that paper down to the garage and performing it. Yeah. No, uh, Michael Horner and I talked about that that's fucking years ago now. Yeah. But because I would never, never wrote the program down. Right. Um, didn't look at it until I had my shoes on. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was just like, I didn't want to think about it. I just wanted to, like, didn't want it to cloud my day. I just didn't, like, I didn't enjoy that part of it. And Michael... One, it's like the first thing he looks at in the morning. Okay. And then he's thinking about it all day. And he might write it down. If it's something that's like he's on it, Yeah, he might write it down at the beginning right. of the day. Or he might write it down as soon as he gets home when he's getting ready to go out and get into his training. But he writes it down every day. You know? And I like it's just, that. You know, and, and Cornell's talked about it. And, uh, you know, it's you think about it and you think about that weight you're going to hit. Yeah. You think about, okay, I got, I got a five by five at 80%. That's going to freaking tax me. I got to make sure that, you know, if I, if at all possible, I can spend less time on my feet. Um, I'm going to, instead of, instead of eating only what I brought, you know, in my yeah, lunch box, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stop and get a donut in the morning yeah. or I'm going to, you know, <clears throat> swing by Carl's Jr. and pick up an extra burger on the way home. Right. You know, some, just a little bit of extra because you know, you're going to need it. Right. You know, and that helps with your, 
your connection with the barbell, the oh, connection with the platform. Yeah. You know. Well, one thing, and, and I'm, I'm, t- I'm like you in that sense where I don't actually like to look at the program beforehand. But what I do do is, um, you know, I wake up. One of the first things I do is I look at uh, what the team is doing mm-hmm. on the program because half of them are in the East Coast. Yeah. And I'm, yep. seeing, if I'm seeing what they're doing. And, like, uh, was, it might have been this morning I saw John pop up and, like, talking about how hard it was. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I stopped at McDonald's on the way to work. <laughs> and I got myself, like, you know, a couple little burritos and bro, okay, iced so, coffee. And I'm like. <laughs> side note, yeah. right now, Wendy's breakfast sandwiches. Oh, Dude, Dude, you don't even got to tell me. I already I, know. Today was the first day. First day ever I've had one. And I almost ordered the entire menu. Yeah. Like, it was, oh, man. It was worth it. It yeah. was worth every penny. Yeah. And, it, like, I used to think Jack in the Box had the best. Yeah. But uh, theirs is definitely the uh, most, I think, calorie-filled. Just because it's like, yeah. it, it's like going to... It's like going to an old pizza place. There's probably about a half a cup of oil on top. A hundred percent. You know, you bite yep. into a Jack in the Box breakfast sandwich and it's leaking. Well, and they actually fry their eggs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, exactly. there's something about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's it's a uh, it's nice to have that to look forward to and plan for. Yeah. But it's and you know for me it's always been ah, I'm just gonna I'll put it off. I'll put it off. But right. you're you're right. Looking at what the team's doing, and having having that available, having the team available, and people that you're training with, and not just going online to random people that you follow right. for inspiration on what they're doing, but which you never really know if that's what they did today, right, or something they did a year ago or last week or whatever you totally. know. But yeah. being able to see your teammates and uh, what they're dealing with, what they're putting themselves through, and what you know other people are doing to help their teammates yeah you know and that's you know we preach about it but find a team that and i was just gonna say that like there it is you want to be a weightlifter you want to dive into this world get on a team well it's not only what do you do do for soccer you You get on a team you get it's a team sport but like if you're gonna train during the summer what do you do you find somebody you find to train someone with. Someone to train with, right? Yes. You don't. I mean, yeah. there's there's yeah. there's you know limited people where they'll just you know go to the high school field and just you know. Yeah, but you always like to, you, you're you find not, a pickup game. Yeah, you're going to find a pickup game. You're yeah. going to you need somebody to push you. There's clubs out there yeah. you get a part of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's just always better, no matter what you're doing, to find a team to train with, and you know you see it in basketball, people going drop-in games and stuff yeah. like that. Like just the drive to get better. And it yeah. goes back to that word accountability. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Dude, when, when I was training with Kyle, like it was, he had to drive across town to get to the gym. You know, he's at that time he was, he was working for a school. Right. And he wasn't making like for, sorry, Kyle, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> like the amount of money that freaking gym costs to go to. Oh, I know. Even as yeah. a, even as a single person. Yeah, it was like, expensive. Freaking expensive. Yeah. And he's wasn't making good money for I mean for what he was doing, he was not getting paid for what he was worth, that's right. for damn sure. Right. You know, so like I felt if I didn't make it to training, even though I knew he was going to work out, like by w- whether I was there or not, like I still felt bad. Yeah. That he put in the effort to get there and I didn't show up. Well, you know, when I'm when I met you, uh, you, John and, and Kyle, um, I was, I was at like, I was always the guy that just kind of did his own thing in the corner and, you know, mm-hmm. got, got the workout in and did it. And even when I was running the, the CrossFit coach or the CrossFit uh, gym, 
I was still the guy that after everybody left, I had to get my workout in. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So once I met you guys, I remember like the first week I was like, I I looked at my wife and I go, I got to go. I got to get there. Five o'clock. We got to be there. Mm -hmm. Like there was this impending like deadline. Yeah. Got to be there. Got to be there for the team. Got to show up. Got to show that this is real, that I'm real. Like, and it's that just transfers over. Into well, your training. It, yeah, and it's like you coming over here yeah. to train, or me going to your house, or Damon coming from across town. Right. Like, that, for me, and that, you know, that's, I guess that may have came from why I don't write it down, write the program down, is because I didn't need the program to drive my intensity or yeah. my, like, uh, anticipation for training because I was like, shit, I get to train with my buddies today. I, totally. like, I that's what I'm, like, I, I sent you that video of, of uh, Dylan Cooper, <laughs> yeah. fucking Max Out Friday. Yeah, Let's dude. freaking go! Right, you know, right. like that. That energy, like you're just like you're so just jacked. Like all you want to do is get there so you can lift. Yep, and it, it may not even be a heavy day. It might yeah. be a taper day. Yeah, it's like, hey, okay, oh, what do we have to do? We have to hit seventy uh, percent for a single in the snatch. We got to hit sixty-five percent for a double and clean and jerk, and then you know, hundred kilos in the back squat for a set of five and then go to the sauna. Yeah. Like that's, that's still exciting. That's awesome. We sit around and bullshit about yep. the day, knock out a 30 minute workout and then go sit in the sauna for a half an hour. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. You were, I mean, you were talking earlier today, like that's what we used to do when we were kids is like get home from school, go hang out with our oh, friends dude. that now we're just doing that as adults. Okay. <laughs> you like, I told you that not really thinking about it, but like when I went down and I sat down and I got my pipe loaded up and I just started. I was like, God, this is, this is like got some brand new, just straight whiskey blend yep. tobacco yep. and sat down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to call Matt. And I was like, ah, he's probably like, it's dinner time or somewhere. Like, I was like, I just <laughs> oh, came up dude. with excuses. I was like, yeah. hey, you know, yeah. Yeah. you live five minutes away. Like, it's a, I mean, if we were like back in the day, it'd be like a 10 minute bike ride or something like right, that, you know, right, totally. like that. Like going down totally, the hill. I can totally yeah. go to my buddy's house right. to hang out for a half an hour and have Absolutely. a pipe. And like, yeah. And like, now that you gave a little affirmation to that, you, I'm probably going to show up on As your you doorstep. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no reason why you shouldn't, you know, you're, you're not only are you my friend, you're our family friend. So it's yeah, like, yeah. No, and, you, and same to you too. Yeah, like yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's become a bond. That's pretty awesome. I, like it, I do agree. Yeah. So I do agree. Um, now, moving on to lifting and a little technique talk, um, you shot me a message about, or a video from the Chinese team, this guy was doing holds below the knee yep. and snatch yep. for like a minute and a half, yeah, two was, minutes. Yeah, it was about a two minute hold. Like, what's your take on that? Like, I don't even know how to respond to that, other than like, it's, I well, get the like resistance training part of it, Yeah, but... That's so, and it wasn't light. That was, that was like probably like 70% for the dude. It yeah. was heavy. Well, when I saw that video, the, I had two things instantly pop in my head. Um, the first one is something that you and I talk about a lot mm-hmm. is pulling the tension out at the bottom. Yep. In your start, right? Um, how do we do that? How do we strengthen that? How do we get to that point where we are tight from the very beginning, from the pull all the way to being under? Mm-hmm. And so I saw that and I'm like, man. Think about the amount of tension that, that he has in his body when he's holding that. You know, it's like when we used to have to do wall sits. Oh, God. Right? Don't even. Doing wall sits, Don't like you're, you're shaking. You're shaking. But you know what? You learn how to keep tension 
in very particular positions. Oh my God. And what is what do we do? We work on our positions. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Did I just did I just hijack that oh my <laughs> with God. the wall sits? No, my God, dude. I'm like, if there ever was a point of abuse in my life, <laughs> yeah, I know. It wasn't like that was it started in wrestling. I, I totally like railroading this. Is like anytime, anytime we were out of line, yeah, it was wall sits, yeah. And if we like complained, our arms went up. Like it was, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, just like the recollection of that just is like, doesn't, doesn't sit easy. So anyhow, well, we had a basketball coach that would have us sit on the wall. And then if our, if we weren't in good position, he'd throw the ball at us and think about doing a wall sit and having to catch basketball. Oh my God. And then if he fell, you had like 15 laps. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. John, you're not allowed to program wall (laughs) sit. Yeah. Don't, don't get any ideas here. Yeah. So no, you're absolutely right. Building tension, and you know, I've always, I've always really liked doing halts. You know, where you where you pause at that same that same spot right below the knee because mm-hmm. it it teaches you to accelerate. Yeah. You know, and and if you're a coach and you're looking at your athletes, or if you're an athlete and you're watching your videos and you're like, I just feel slow. Right. Right. You get to like eighty percent, and you're just like, God, I can't. It feels like I'm slow. Yeah. Well, it might feel like you're slow, but you might actually be accelerating. But to fix that, just start doing holds like this. Start doing start doing halts or yeah. pauses yep. at the knee, because typically that's your that's a sticking point. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's where that transfer of power into acceleration happens. Is right. right at the knee. That's when you need to just freaking kick in the gear and yard it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. really start pulling back. Totally. Um, but well, the, I, I absolutely love them. Whenever they're programmed, that's one of my favorite things, along with um, kiss hangs. Mm-hmm. Like doing a, doing a full snatch and then dropping and doing a kiss hang yep. as a double. instead. It's of, always instead, the it, best one, right? Oh, dude. Because you're in the best position. <laughs> yeah. It, the bar, the weight naturally puts you in the best position to start from. Absolutely. I firmly agree. And whenever they're in there, it's always like that's when I see those, I'm like, awesome this is my strong mm-hmm. point because i can fix it i can there's something about feeling the position oh absolutely there's something about feeling absolutely. every step of where that bar hits your body and uh if you can you know we talk about repetition and consistency and if you can consistently feel that it's just gonna make every rep that much better yeah and stronger absolutely yeah no it's 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 one of my favorite things um how do you feel about them and how do you how would you program them for squats i know we do we do pauses and like triple pause where you pause at 90, pause in the hole, pause at 90 again on the way back up. And then like, I know that it's to work through sticking points, Yeah. which if you are getting pinned by a snatch or pinned by a clean, um, this is definitely going to help you. hundred like, percent. I get yeah. that. Um, how do you, how do you program just because I don't have a lot of experience or any experience with actually programming um, outside of dabbling a little bit in powerlifting programming. Right. Um, how do you program pauses in relation to uh, an athlete's shortcomings in a certain movement? Well, you find where the shortcoming is, right? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah. So you find that spot of which, like, if okay, for the snatch, you know, you find the spot where the bar is either coming out too far or they're overcompensating for something. So mm-hmm. let's just say that's right below the knees. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that position that your body is in, and I'm going to have you halt right there. 
Okay. Okay. Now, if you're not strong enough to do that, that's where we start to do, we, you know, we put a chair there. Okay. And then next thing you know, that chair turns into like a medicine ball. Next thing you know, that medicine ball moves and you're holding it. Mm -hmm. and then you move up to that chair position again. You know, it, and this is over the course of weeks, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're not doing this in one session. But, you know, there's something to be said about attacking a weakness in the position. Yeah. We talk about positions all the time. It's, and it's, and it's I, it I think is. it's That's something we don't work on enough is positions. You know, starting out, I wish I would have worked positions and knew what they were. Um, and, you know, after a while of doing some research and working more with John and mm -hmm. talking to him, say, hey, I need to know positions. And he's saying, okay, cool. You know, that coach-athlete uh, mm -hmm. relationship, you got to communicate to the coach. Yep. Okay, this is how we're going to work this. Yeah. And, you know, that was one thing that it was like, okay, I want you to stop at the knees. Hold it. Yeah. I will tell you when to go. Okay, cool. You know? Yeah. And so I've worked certain athletes through that. And, and you know, um, I've really done it in the deadlift because the deadlift is, is one of those ones where it's like two inch, hold, two inch, hold, two inch, hold. Because you got to feel that tension from the ground all the way mm -hmm. up, right? Well, and then when it get, when deadlifts get really heavy, yeah. there's that one spot that's almost the same for everybody yep. where if you can't power through that or if it is a sticking point for you, most likely in competition, you're not going to be able to lock that out. Right. So you need to work that. It's like three inches above the knee. Yeah. Like you need to be able to hold. Like if you're going to do like a rack pull right. and hold there because, mm -hmm. you know, a rack, hold, rack pull, you're going to be able to pull – what 110, 115% of your, your max from the floor. Right. So why don't you do holds in a rack pull at 110%? Right. You know, and, and don't, and stand it up, just mm -hmm. do like a freaking 10 second hold yep. at your sticking point. Yeah. And you go you got there. to attack the weaknesses and every, um, there's a weakness in everybody. Mm hmm. You know, if there wasn't, we would all be Olympians, right? Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, it's it's just about understanding and taking the ego out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think you brought up a good point with um, communicating to your coach that you you need something um, that you needed to work positions in the uh, while the whole time you were working positions, but you necessarily didn't understand. I didn't the know what they were. How did, how, well, yeah. you didn't know what they were. And if your coach isn't explaining things to you, which, you know, John is pretty good about explaining things, but some coaches aren't. Right. Um, and John also lacks in that department sometimes too, but that's usually when he's on a roll, um, <laughs> which is perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, um, but anyhow, like you're going to get programmed certain things like pauses, like yes. hangs, yes, like, you know, like working from like a whole block cycle, stuff yep. like that, yep. you know, like those are meant to work positions. But if you don't fully understand, if you're just, if you're just a machine, if you're just a robot going into training and trusting that your coach, you know, I had to do that for six months because at the beginning, you know, I was coming from, uh, athletics background and then like, was starting, I was probably like eight weeks into a powerlifting cycle and six, eight weeks. And, and then like, here comes John North. I didn't know who the fuck he was. Right. And like, I wanted, after that first 
training session, like I was like, I need to know everything there is to know about this. So I, right. I went online. I looked, you know, one of the first videos I saw was Joey Satsmary from the East Coast. One of his videos, I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Well, comes to find out, like I go digging into his stuff. And like a month before I met John, he John did a seminar at Joey's Gym. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Right. So, but anyhow, so like I did all this research and John, I was like telling him about it and John's like, no, stop. Like you've heard him, everybody's heard John talk about articles. Stay away from the articles. Don't yeah. be one of those guys. Don't, don't be one of those people who just goes and read the articles and think you know everything. Da, right. da, da, da. Just right. shut your mind off and let me coach you. And so like I had to shut myself down, shut my brain down and just let him. And if I had like, if I felt like something was going wrong, I would, I would tell him, and he would be like, okay, well, just do the lift. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, that doesn't really help me at all. <laughs> I guess I'll just do the freaking lift. And There's something about that, though. And there's something about, like, telling an athlete to do the lift. It makes – it forces you to uh, learn how to do it. You know what I mean? In a uh -huh. way, it forces you how to make the adjustments yourself. Yeah. I don't know if I'm articulating that properly, but it's like you need to take a point where you take accountability for your own movements, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I know this because when I got injured, you know, I, I had to relearn everything on yep. my own. I mean, yep. I'm talking like straight bar work for six months, and that's it, God, right? Man. But it was learning the positions. It was figuring it out. Um, I knew that nobody could tell me how to do it mm -hmm. because if I was going to rely on someone else to tell me how to do it, I probably wasn't going to do it very well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, um, I think that, uh, that goes back to that coach athlete, uh, like relationship. Yeah. You gotta have it. Yeah. Well, you just gotta be able to communicate with the coach. And if you can't, and it goes both ways, you know, like you might be able to talk to him right. or him or her. Right. But, um, if they don't respond and just, what the hell is that noise? I think it's a dog. <laughs> no, no, it's the freaking okay. So it's the cat. Oh, so we have a I didn't cat. See you, I didn't like, see you had a cat right there. That's our Garfield cat. Okay. And Tyson. <laughs> oh my god! It's like what the hell? There's something dying over here. I was worried about the rabbit. Yes, we have a rabbit. <laughs> we have a menagerie, but um. Freaking yeah, that's our Garfield cat. His name's Tyson. He's nice. twenty years old. Nice ish. I don't know. He's moldy. He smells. No. He likes to lick things. I don't know. <laughs> Seems but, like he's yeah. chilling right there. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. No. Oh man, that was tripping me out. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Oh shit. Okay. So. Yeah. You need to have a coach that talks to you. Yeah. And, and communicates with you, not just not just tells you to do the lift, but at the at the end of the day. We'll be like, okay, this is this is why we do what we do. Yeah. This is why I program the way I program. Yep. And it's you need to communicate with me just as much as I need to communicate back with you. Yeah. And but at the same time, I need you to trust me. And if uh, you don't trust me, then find a different coach that you can trust. Because, but yeah, you bring up a really good point there. Yeah. You know, trust is 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 crucial to any relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do it, then. It ain't gonna work. I gotta be honest. You gotta trust. Yeah. No. I mean, that, that, that's... we're we're lifting heavy shit above our head. You gotta you got to trust that person that they know what they're doing. And like like you said, if and if they if they prove to you they don't know what they're doing, go find the coach that does. Yep. 
No, and that's, you know, we come back to it every time. It's it's all about, you know, you got to give time to your, you got to give time to the coach to build that relationship. You got to give, you got to give time to yourself. Yeah. You know, and then like you said, you're, you're trusting that they're going to nourish your progress. Yeah. And, and let you, on one side, let you blossom into an athlete and watch you progress through the knowledge of learning how to lift mm-hmm. and along with the strength, but, and be there to guide you and understand that, you know, you're, you're going to put 200 pounds, you know, 250 pounds, 300 pounds overhead. And if you fuck up, it could kill you or yep. put you out, you know, and being, and you're going to do it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's like, okay, yeah. well now I'm out of work for eight weeks. Cause I, you know, right. blew my shoulder out or blew your elbow out or yeah. blew your knee out. You know, yeah. like it, it's so quick and it happens in an instant. And so having a coach that understands that and will work with you is great. Yeah. Sometimes that doesn't happen. And sometimes a good coach can have an athlete that he just doesn't jive with. Yeah. And that athlete just needs to move on. And there, there doesn't need to be, be any bad blood. No, I, I think that, uh, you know, burning bridges is a whole nother podcast that we could yeah. just go down a rabbit hole on. But, um, you know, do be an adult, act responsibly, act respectfully. And if it's not working, it's not working. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll bring on the music because it's time. You got a short drive back home. Yeah, I do. And uh, anyhow, thanks for listening, guys. This is Kilo Chasers Podcast, Raw Cut Edition. I'm Eric Dahl. Matt Ware. Come back and see us. Listen to us again. We got news dropping uh, in a couple weeks about a training camp. We got apparel coming up. Check us out, PFRS on Instagram. Max Effort Kitchen on Instagram. Date Night Podcast. Date night. Yep. Check them out. Later. Bye.